So pleased to have Alex Goldberg joining me here on the Season of Sports. He's the host of the Byline podcast, amongst many other podcasts. Alex, welcome to the show. Uh, Asmir, it's a pleasure. It's an honor. It's been so nice to have you on my platform, and I really view it as, a, except for the reasoning, except for the reasoning, I view it as a huge accomplishment for me to now be on your platform. Well, that's the thing. It's You are a first-timer, which uh, is well and long overdue, absolutely. Um, and um, yeah, unfortunately, we, we share one love, and that's, well, we share a couple loves with the Phoenix Suns, but ultimately, the, the New England Patriots and the breaking news of today, um, Tom Brady announcing via Instagram that he will be leaving the New England Patriots and playing his football somewhere else. Words that I never thought, as much as it's been discussed, as much as it's been talked about, the words that I never thought I would have to say. Um, and I thought you were the perfect guy to talk to me about it. Um, give, me, give me your initial thoughts. Yeah, I mean, it's just utter shock. It's shock, it's disbelief, it's... Sure, we entertained the idea of him actually playing for a different team this next season because he was doing something he had never done before, being a true free agent, living that free agent life. I can't really say the whining and dining, especially now with coronavirus. I don't necessarily think Tom Brady was going over to teams' houses and stuff, but he was being a true free agent. So not for fun, because as a Patriots fan, it's not fun imagining him anywhere else, but just as a practice, as an exercise in your mind, you think, all right, where could he go? Where would he go? And then the horrible part of imagining him in that uniform, and it just gets dark and dark and dark. But as near the whole time, I, I was living in denial. I, I still thought, all right, yeah, he'll probably maybe send a message to Belichick, like, you can't just treat me as any other free agent, and I will go somewhere else if it doesn't work. But at the end of the day, he's coming back. He's coming back. He's not going to play for a different team. He's meant to be one of those – one club men still here in 2020 in any sport. As we both know how rare it is in any sport to be a one club man to only play for one team. And, you know, unfortunately, we lost a great one in Kobe Bryant to start 2020. But it's just so rare. So I just kept thinking, he's coming back. And now me having to imagine him in another uniform is quite frankly, as nauseating. And I still don't really believe it. Well, we'll get into what this means for the Patriots um, a little bit later. But, uh, yeah, I really wanted to dissect the whole Tom Brady thing because I, I, I'm like you. I'm like you. I, I've talked about it on my podcast over the last few episodes that sort of the NFL season came to an end and free agency was, was drawing closer. I looked at all the reasons why he would go. You, you analyze, yeah, well, it's great supporting cast there. Well, someone was going to show him love, uh, live in California, live in Florida. All of these different things, you know, why why he would go there. Then the then the video shows up with Julian Edelman and and um, the FaceTime with Mike Rabel, and of course he says, "Oh yeah, he's not coming back." He says, you know, says it there, and I start to worry. The next day, I talk to myself, "Nah, he's just, you know, it's it's all a setup. It's all it's all just sort of put on for show. It's all for attention in a way." Um, and now he'll be back. He's got to come back. He loves the security. He loves working with McDaniels as much as he might dislike Bill Belichick, but he loves knowing the system and being comfortable. And I kept talking myself into it. And after time, after time, after time. And you know what, for me, we did it this morning. I saw a tweet this morning by the cap space guy for the Patriots, mm-hmm. um, where he laid out the numbers and I, and it hit me and I tweeted about it. 
how is Tom Brady like? How is Tom Brady going to fit into here? I I didn't see it. Even if he took a massive pay cut, I mean, he's not going to play for free, right? So it hit me this morning, and literally about three hours later, the news broke, and I I'm speechless, and I'm like you, I don't know what to say because I grew up watching the NFL with Tom Brady. I grew up wanting to watch the NFL because of Tom Brady. He came on the scene when I was young, when I was like 11 years old. Yeah. When I watched the NFL and I, and I got into being a Patriots fan and I got into being a Tom Brady fan and watching the NFL. So he, for me, people are like, oh, just get over it, sports. Like, no, he represented my love of the NFL. He represented my love of the Patriots. And that's going to change now. It's crazy, right? Mm. It's, it's really crazy for anybody that doesn't know where I'm from. I'm from Boston. So, I mean, I was born in Vegas. That's a long story. But I've lived in Boston my whole entire life. So I was born into the New England Patriots culture. And first 10 years of my life, I was kind of like your normal football fan, where from week to week, you didn't truly know if your team was going to win or lose. And we had a decent quarterback in Drew Bledsoe, but it was nothing like, obviously, the Bill Belichick era. And then, yeah, Brady comes in, and most people know how he came in as a sixth-round draft pick. And as Belichick gets this whole thing rearing to go in that first Super Bowl, the Patriots are massive underdogs. And then the thing just takes off. And I was 10 when that started. And I'm 30 now. So like Asmir, he narrated most of my life, you know? So I've, yeah. I, I've been through, you know, the I hadn't kissed a girl when Tom Brady took over as the Patriots. Now I have a kid, you know, it's just, it's an insane, uh, it's just an insane longevity. It's not done anymore. Like no one stays with a team for that long. And is at that elevation of a, of a spot like Brady, it's just not done anymore. I mean, it really in the history of sports is pretty rare, but especially now. And it just feels so bizarre that he is going to keep on playing and do it for a different team. When literally Asmir, I mean, I'm sure you don't need reminding three, four years ago, we were wondering if he was going to hang it up soon. Uh, There was a lot of people thinking, well, you know, how much does he have left in the tank? And then he started talking about, well, no, I want to play into my mid-40s, certainly into my 40s. And then he said something about 45. But it never, like, if you rewind two years ago, we weren't thinking about Brady playing for another team. We were just thinking, is Brady going to hang it up? So, yeah, now this last year, we've been thinking about the possibility of him playing for another team. But this feeling is still rather new. I mean, for pretty much the duration of the 20 years, I was never thinking about Brady playing for another team. In fact, I thought it was just a foregone conclusion. Brady and Belichick are both going to hang it up in New England, just maybe not at the same time. That's all. I couldn't agree with you more. I couldn't agree with you more. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't see it. It, it. it was all going so smooth. You know, you, you had the success. And how it sort of come crumbling down in the last probably six months, you know, from him putting his house on the market and all of these little bits and pieces adding up, as I said earlier, what do you think now? Well, that, that makes the big, that makes the big piece, you know, and I, I can see what he's thinking. You know, I, I, it's great. Now I see the, the messages from the Patriots and everyone are oh, the greatest ever, the statement from Bill Belichick, the greatest ever. Like if this was said three months ago, this doesn't happen. Don't you think? Yeah, no, I, I do think, uh, yeah, it's a good point. And listen, I think this was finally the time where Belichick had to borderline treat him like any player. And by that, I mean, you talk about the cap space and like you looked at the cap and realized, wait a minute, I don't even think there's room for him. Well, that's not an accident. Like Belichick's no dummy. 
he yeah. wasn't yeah. going to finally make extra room just to wait on Brady. Because if we just isolate Belichick, he's only great at what he does because he doesn't really cut rules, cut excuses for any player in particular. And especially since Brady made it known that he wanted to go to actual free agency. Well, let's pretend Belichick did leave some cap space and kind of waited for Brady. And then Brady still chose elsewhere. Well, then Belichick's doing a huge, a huge detriment to the team. So yeah, maybe if we all acted a little bit rosy and a little bit more lovely a few months ago, as you said, maybe it just would have been obvious to Brady, to Belichick, to Bob Kraft, who seems a little taken back by all this, that, all right, even if he does go to free agency, he's coming back. But now the nice things are being said. And listen, we, we know, I don't know exactly, I don't think anybody does, where the relationship between Belichick and Brady is right now. I think they obviously have huge admiration for each other because of their compete levels. You're an athlete and you know how much respect other athletes who compete at a high level have for for others that do so. And I know, you know, Belichick is all into the competitors and that's what Brady's all about. So there's always going to be admiration, a love, a respect for what they accomplished. But how much do we think there's almost like a Kobe Shaq dynamic of wanting to prove that each other can still be okay on their own? So now Belichick's being rosy, but now he can be rosy about it. I, I I agree with you, and I think it's all good. And um, the interesting part for me is kind of with, with Tom Brady, because that, that's what I said. I've analyzed this from different aspects. I've looked at different teams. So staying with New England would have always been the emotional decision. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't sit here today as a Pats fan and be look at, you know, speak to you objectively and say, yeah, well, he stayed with the Patriots because of football reasons. Because, no, the, 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 the cap was maxed out. He would have... Well, if he signed, he would have maxed it out. There was there is no more room for weapons. There was, you know, unless you cut somebody who was a big part of the team, but there was no more room for weapons, and he's got none. The only one he's got is Julian Edelman. Mm-hmm. Mo Sanu is injured, you know, and Keel Harry. What? Who knows what what the situation with him is going to be? Um, it's just one of those things where he had to go somewhere else for football and reasons. So the the way he stays with the Patriots is the emotional way. Also, look at the owner with Mr. Kraft. Why not just see it all the way to the end? Because mm. now we move on to the other side. You know, what's the contingency plan here, Alex? Like, what? What, what are the Patriots going to trade for for Cam Newton? Are the Patriots, how, how is he going to fit in that cap system? I mean, wh- what are they going to do? I mean, why not just one way see it out to the end and just take it from there? Because the one time I thought maybe he was going to leave was the Jimmy Garoppolo time. Mm-hmm. I thought if yeah. Bill Belichick was Bill Belichick, the master of cutting your ties earlier than later, the master of no emotion, treating every player the same, I thought that was the time. When he yeah. was overruled, which I think he wanted to do, I think we, we all know he wanted to do that, but when he was overruled and had to keep Tom Brady, I thought that was it. Because what's the point now? Bill Belichick, at the age that he is, but he's not going to rebuild. Right. You can't rebuild. I mean, so who's your win now quarterback? Like, what, what, where did, this makes no sense in my mind. I, I don't know how you see it, but what do you do now? Well, it's the million dollar question, probably more than a million dollar question. But yeah, I, I think it's really well said by you on if there was a time to strategically let go Brady, it was when you had Jimmy Garoppolo waiting. And like you said, Belichick is no, listen, when I talk about, 
football, our football, I have to say soccer, just in case anyone's confused for a quick second. But <laughs> when I talk about that and, and listen, I've entertained like getting rid of N'Golo Conte this year, who's still a great midfielder. And I keep using Bill Belichick's quote that it's better to get rid of a player a year too early than a year too late. So that's what Belichick would have been thinking with Brady a few years ago. Well, it turned out it was good that he was overruled because Brady delivered a couple more Super Bowls. So it all really worked out. But yeah, that was the logical time from a Patriots perspective, from a Belichick perspective of keeping this dynasty very level. And sure, Garoppolo is a step down, but he's still the quarterback that can be enough for a good team around him, no doubt about it. So, I mean, now, Asmir, yeah, when you look out at the quarterbacks, it's not like there's this obvious person. I don't think Andy Dalton should be obvious to anyone. I don't think Jameis Winston should be obvious to anyone. Cam Newton, I mean, it would have to be a trade. And, and, and for me, the problem on Cam is the personality fit. Like, he just doesn't feel like a patriot. And I'm not trying to rag on the guy, but he just does not seem like he would necessarily be embraced in the New England Patriots culture if he had a bad day. It just doesn't seem like it's a great personality fit, especially even with Belichick. So I don't know. I mean, you even hear these people talk about, and I know Derek Carr could be a trade target. I don't know. But you hear these people say, well, what about tank for a season and go for that college stud Trevor Lawrence? I don't know a whole lot about him, but I don't see Belichick doing that. Like, I don't see Belichick wasting a whole season, so to speak. Kind of like the Colts did when, when Peyton Manning left. They were bad. And then they got Andrew Luck the next year uh, for the number one pick. The one curveball, and I'll almost like turn around to question to you or just have you entertain this, is, yeah, Belichick a long time ago said he wasn't going to coach into his 70s. Well, he clearly is going to be. We don't know for how long, but he is going to be. And he is still chasing the all-time wins record. So don't you, in a way, feel like now that Brady is gone, he can't just retire after this next season because if the Patriots weren't great this next season, well, wouldn't that make Belichick look like, oh, he couldn't do it without Brady? Doesn't Belichick almost now have to coach for a few more years? I couldn't agree more. He has to. And that's where I, that's why I even see this as a crazier situation. He has to. But – so that's why you keep Tom Brady, because at least you, you have Tom Brady for the next two years. I think Tom Brady's got two more years left in him. I don't think as much as he's defied God and physics and science and everything, Mother Nature, I don't think he's got more than two years left. So I think you keep him for two years. And that's you can, you can reach your all-time win total. You can stay competitive and God knows what. Maybe some, somehow, some way you can win another Super Bowl, which was probably too much to ask anyway. Mm. But I, I don't get it. I, I, I am so intrigued. I mean, I don't know how I'm going to sleep. Like, what are they going to do? As a Patriots fan, like, what, what are we going to do? Because, you know, I've seen people like Jared Stidham. Like, you know, you have Bill Belichick. You've re-signed the McCordy Twins. You've got Matthew Slater. You've got Mo Sanu. You've got Julian Edelman. You've got the oldest team. You've got Stephon Gilmore. You've got the oldest team in the league, basically. Now, you've lost Calvin Noy, which is a big loss. You've lost Jamie Collins. What? Like, like you said, Jameis Winston, is he a Patriots guy? Probably not. Is Cam Newton a Patriots guy? Probably not. Was Teddy Bridgewater? Maybe. But he's just signed with the Carolina Panthers, so that's done. You know, Andy Dalton, he's not going to – and Dalton, I mean. Should we, put Edel, should we put Edelman in at quarterback? <laughs> I mean, yeah, Andy Dalton seems like the, the Patriots sort of guy. But right. that's not that's – not, and, and um, it's, I don't think it's a coincidence also this happened – minutes or 
a couple of hours after Stefan Diggs went went to the Bills. Mm-hmm. Like the Bills have restocked. The Bills are going to be better. Um, Byron Jones has gone to Dolphins. The Dolphins are no joke. They also have a high draft pick. I mean, the Jets, okay, maybe they're still going to be rebuilding. So this division has gotten tougher too. And if you have, you know, Tom Brady, I, I don't, how can, I mean, if you're Bill Belichick, I don't know how you can make it happen. I, I don't know what he's going to do. I, I, this is, I mean, I am, this is, I'm more worried. I'm not worried about Tom Brady. He'll go probably to the, to the Chargers. That team stacked. They made a trade for the guard a couple of weeks ago from the Panthers. They're, they'll probably draft an offensive tackle. He's got Keenan Allen. He's got Ekelar. He's got Melvin Gordon. He's got Mike Williams. I mean, he's going to be living his best life over there. But for the, from the Patriots' point of view, us as Pats fans, I mean, this is, I don't know. I, I've, I have no guess as to what's going to happen here. And the system is great. But, man, every, every system needs good players because that's otherwise, otherwise I don't know what they're going to do. This is, this is, I don't know which way it's going to go because this looks like a 500 team at best to me for next year. What do you think? Yeah, you touched on so much good stuff there. Like, losing Van Noy and Jamie Collins is massive. Like, those two players, especially the first half of the season, were, you know, I had the Patriots defense in fantasy football, and it's like those were the guys, Van Noy and Collins, who were pretty much winning me points and winning me weeks. Like, those guys are studs. And, yeah, offensively, listen, Asmir, like, pretty much the whole – NFL season I think everybody especially once like Antonio Brown was gone Demarius Thomas was gone Edelman was injured Nikhil Harry was still unavailable when you looked at the Patriots like pure talent on the offensive side of things it wasn't that good there were so many NFL player NFL teams that had more talent but you just knew great D great D at the time no doubt about it Bill Belichick and Tom Brady so you always gave them a fighting chance no tight end but you still always gave them a fighting chance now you take away Brady, you take away Van Noy and Collins, and you don't have any additions as of right now. You just have an aging Julian Edelman, Sanu, like you said, banged up. And let's be real, Sanu's not a one. He's never been a one. He's a decent two or three wide receiver. You have running backs that you all kind of rate, but none are through the roof. You have no tight end. I mean, obviously the Gronk loss. Like maybe the Gronk loss, and I know Gronk just retired, so it wasn't like it wasn't like Belichick pissed Brady off by getting rid of Gronk. He just retired. So that is context. But it just felt so different, so empty from a Brady perspective without Gronk. And you just lost. And Gronk, one of the most talented players in the league, now you lose Brady. You mentioned 500 team. I mean, unless Belichick just has some master plan, and we've always been proved wrong by Belichick throughout these 20 years, there have been moments where you've wanted to doubt Belichick, and then he ends up proving you wrong. But this is different. This is without Tom Brady. And by the way, you mentioned that the Chargers have bolstered their offensive line. That's a huge thing, obviously, for a quarterback who's age 40-plus, who's over, older than 40. Brady got hit a lot this season. And Dante Scarnecchia, the offensive line coach for the Patriots, I'm pretty sure, has retired. So no wonder Brady doesn't want to be in the cold getting hit every day when maybe there's a much comfier, better offensive line in a warmer climate. I'm not saying this decision didn't surprise me. Obviously, it did. But like you said, when you kind of look at the actual factors and you really dig into it, uh, I guess the writing was more on the wall than I wanted to realize. No, and and, and that was the thing, because I think you and I think emotionally as Pats fans, and we kept living in 
in denial and thinking, oh, this this is going to change, right? Yeah. <laughs> so we're thinking, yeah, he'll stay because of everything. And and I'm only saying a 500 team because of the respect I have for Bill Belichick. Right. I mean, yeah. when I look at the actual pieces, um, I, don't, I, I wouldn't give any other coach 500 whatsoever. So I think from that point of view, it's – it's crazy, and I, I don't know. I don't know which way they're going to turn. I mean, this is this. I mean, the NFL has gone on absolute steroids. I mean, what's happened in the last thirty-six hours? This this league is move after move and trade, and it's just it's never been like this before. In the last couple of years, this has taken to you know almost like NBA level. <laughs> you know, the the news and the moves these guys are making, and the free agency, the money. Now they've agreed to the CBA. You know, they're. They're just creating news and headlines by the minute now, and it's it's crazy. I really don't know which way it's going to go. I mean, I can only say I'll, I'll be a Tom Brady fan forever. Um, I wish him all the very best. Obviously, you and I are talking on absolute raw emotion, which I think is great. But I don't know which way it's going to go. And I think Bill Belichick's got a lot to answer. I mean, I can't wait for this, a book to come out on this. Mm-hmm. And once people have a lot more insight, because as much as you say Gronk retired, Gronk retired early. Gronk had... You know, if he was enjoying things and people again showed him maybe a bit, a little bit more love in one way or another, he would have, he would have maybe stayed. Um, yeah, that's the thing. And they've never. Heard yeah, I don't him. want to cut you off, but you bring up a really good point. Belichick is arguably the greatest coach in NFL history. I know Lombardi and some other coaches, but I think we can make a real good argument. Belichick is the greatest coach in NFL history. You can make the coach in all sports, but that's a whole new can of worms. So he's done a lot of brilliant things. Like he's seriously a mastermind. But couldn't you also argue, Asmir? If he played the emotional card a little bit more, just a little bit more, he could actually be that much greater. And I have three examples. Malcolm Butler in the Super Bowl against the yes. Eagles, where he obviously was being Bill Belichick. Butler did something along the lines that is not allowed with Belichick leading up to that Super Bowl. And now it's been said, I know there's been some controversy over it and some miscommunication, but now it's been said pretty much people knew Butler wasn't going to play in that Super Bowl. So he very well could have cost you a Super Bowl there in just choosing not to play your best cornerback. Then with Gronk, like you just very astutely and brilliantly said, maybe a Belichick just along the way, especially considering everything Gronk went through physically, he just bent the rules for Gronk a little bit more, maybe showed him even behind closed doors, a little bit more love, a little bit more rosying him up. Maybe Gronk stays and if Gronk stays this past season, you could be in there for the Super Bowl. And then once again with Brady, if you just bend a little bit more for Brady, he could have a resume that we already think his resume is ridiculous. He could have a resume that could never be touched. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, that just when we talk about winning, of course, I understand the system above and the, the, the discipline, the culture. But there's, there's moments when you've got to bend. I'm not saying you break, but you have to bend a little bit. And he's never, he's never bent one inch. <laughs> he's just absolutely um, gone his way or the highway. And, hey, listen, it's going to get you so far. It's going to get you the success that you had. But it's going to have to end at some point. And obviously, that's, that's going to end now with Tom Brady leaving. Um, so, listen, I appreciate your time. Can't thank you enough for coming on. I'll, I want one last thing for you. Where, where do you think Tom Brady's going to end up? You know, it's funny. We're recording this while... So much news is flying by the wayside. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I know he hasn't chosen his destination. Strong rumors that it could be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, The only thing I think of with Tampa Bay, Asmir, I mean, it's so weird. Tampa, Tampa for Tom Brady. But 
really? I really? I mean, like, it's like, so oh, that's the only thing it's so weird. Like, but I, what are the initials of Tampa Bay? TB. What does Brady care more yeah. about than anything right now? TB12 Foundation. So I don't know. I mean, yeah. I guess the Chargers and the Buccaneers are the top votes right now. I'm going to go with Tampa Bay, and I cannot believe I'm saying that. The only thing – so I said this. Again, I, I keep referring to it. I remember I did a segment on it on, on, on my pod a while ago, and I broke down Tampa Bay, and I thought, man, he's going to be throwing mm. to Mike Evans. I mean, has he ever had a better receiver? Mm. You know, he's got, he's got yeah. Goodwin. He's got Bruce Arians, yeah. who's, a, you know, I think an offensive mastermind. He resurrected Carson Palmer. And just when I watched him in the All or Nothing series, just one of those guys you want to play for. Um, he's going to get the love. He's going to get the hugs. He's going to get everything. Uh, Byron Leftwich doesn't, doesn't quite convince me as a coordinator, but he'll have power to make his own offense. So I'm not worried about that. But then the only thing about Tampa, it's like, he's going to go to Tampa. I know. Like, I, you know, like he, he's going to go to Tampa Bay, really? So that's the only reason why then I say the two big markets, Miami or L.A. I think he's just launched his his company, his video production, movie production company. Um, um, so that, that screams to me a big market. L.A. needs a face. The Chargers need a face in that market. The new stadium, everything about it. I know people mentioned closer to New York because I think he has a son in New York. Um, but I don't see any team in the Northeast that could do it. So maybe Miami is a dark horse, maybe just because of the expatriate connections there. So if you're going to go Tampa, I'll go to the LA Chargers. I'm going okay. to pick him to go to the LA Chargers one way or another because um, those are, I think, the teams that are that are in and around him. So, yeah, we'll see, my friend. We'll see. <laughs> we unfortunately will, Asmir. Yeah. I know. I know. I can't believe we um, we had to talk about it. We did, man. So I pretty – Appreciate your time. Um, so tell me what. So you're obviously you, you host the Byline podcast, which I'm 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 a guest on. What else are you up to these days? Where can people follow you? I know you're on Twitter at Alex Goldberg underscore, so people can follow you. Do some great content. Um, but tell me where people. Yeah. Can find so you. I mean, Twitter's the main platform. That's kind of where I, I created all the branches that stem off of it. So Twitter, if you can, I guess stomach Chelsea chatter, but also some general football chatter even i do a Serie A podcast which now means even more to asmir so that's the main avenue the byline podcast is certainly kind of my baby if you will besides my actual baby um so that is has been a lot of fun it will only continue this coronavirus has certainly not put a wrench into my podcast but it is making for more interesting times but i'll actually try and pump out more content and then whenever we do get matches back in real life the byline on youtube I do my match reviews. So that's that for now. And uh, yeah, I, I just, I really appreciate you having me on though, Asmir. It means a lot. Despite the circumstances, it certainly means a lot. <laughs> no, thanks for your time, Alex. Thanks really so much. Thanks for coming on.